This is the one with a dirty magazine. Bring your child to work day. Alas, with a cutlass. A bearded coxswain on the poop deck. And a genuine ship in a bottle episode. It's called The Curse of the Black Spot. Here we go. We're still on our endless voyage. All through time and all through space. With Slovene and Angels now. Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow. Tenant Smith and Eccleston. And Capaldi, he's the man. Doctor Who is cool again. That was Russell's master plan. Who back when? Reviewing all new Who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Rose and Donna, Amy Pond, Rory, Martha and beyond. Join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be but Who back when? Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, to episode N077 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast, or... Jim's here, by the way. Doc Past. Hello, Jim. Hi. What's your surname this week, Jim? It'd be Hawkins, my lad. Jim Hawkins! That'd be... Pirate royalty! (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Jim Hawkins in the studio. Next to Jim, we have... Drew Back When. Oh, hello, Drew Back When. I am Punkin, and... uh, It's it's a boy's own episode, (laughs) both behind the mic and in front of the mic. You know what we mean. Alas, Marie could not make it today, but we're confident she will return. Yes. In a future episode. Like James Bond. (laughs) Marie will return (laughs) in... in Octopus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Curse of the Black Spot. Shall we jump into a B-Scout right away and then start hammering at this episode? Let's do that. Time for us to synopsize, lobify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brew and listen to this overview. This free-for-all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who... Exercising his right to non-sequitur, the young and future dead doctor takes Amy and Rory to a pirate ship in the middle of the ocean. Her crew, they soon learn, are haunted by an annoying glow-in-the-dark siren, who seemingly evaporates anyone who sheds even a drop of blood. Cue mad dodging nails, sails, and a wailing female through a series of ever smaller compartments below decks, while the Doctor runs through one false theory after another. Bisco over, you are welcome. Aren't you just? Introductory questions, gentlemen. Introductory questions. I have an introductory question. Let's hear it. Miriam, and Miriam is actually in the room. Hello, live studio audience. I didn't mention because she'll be out of the room very shortly. So it's crucial I ask this question now. <laughs> Did your beard dar go off during this episode? Oh. No, you think Hugh Bonneville actually, that's his own beard. The studio audience said it might not have been his own beard. What do you oh. think, co-hosts? I never questioned the beard, to be honest. I never questioned it either. I was. But I, then I don't question hair in general. This is the <laughs> this is the <laughs> captain we're talking about. That's the champ. Yes, Hugh Bonneville is that the captain? Uh, yes, yeah, Tom Malotte's beard, man. Well, Matt Smith didn't have time to grow one last week, and he would Hugh Bonneville would have been busy filming Downton Abbey. So Hugh Bonneville, I didn't realize that was his name, but he strikes me as the kind of chap he could beard the way the brigadier could mustache. Like he just clenches and he grows one. Like <laughs> it pops out of his face. Nice. Yeah. Hugh, you listening? Tell us. It certainly was more convincing. And it didn't have its own article, you know, regarding its fakeness, like Matt Smith's did. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Talking of beards, mm-hmm. I've grown a beard for this very You episode. have. You look incredibly masculine. Is there any particular adjective you would like to use to describe this beard? Hirsute? Oh, the beard. The beard itself. Yeah, yeah the beard. Is there any particular kind of beard? Full. Close. <laughs> Strokeable. Is, are you, are you I mean, going to go with great. black beards? Are you brown beards? I mean, it is fairly black, but I was thinking more... Flash beards? Flash beard? That's a weird word, Troy. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's me, seeking treasure in all time and space. Your space, as many times as you'll let me. Woof! <laughs> Just point me to your nearest wormhole, and I'll take you halfway across the galaxy and back. <laughs> Flashbeard, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> The deepest depths of your imagination, of course. Ahoy! <laughs> when I was born, the midwife pulled me out beard first. Gave her something to hang on to. It's times like these that I'm really pleased I uh, a priori set an explicit tag on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> flash, flash beard. He'll be uh, flashing in and out throughout this episode. Excellent. We haven't met Flashbeard since uh, the introduction to our classic Who serial review, uh, Space Pirates. Well, yeah, he's he's nothing if not thematically consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Other introductory questions? Not a question, just a... Uh... Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> How shit is this? That's a pretty no, good question, actually. No, no. But that's a good place to start. Did you... I take it you didn't like this one, then? Overall? Not really, no. Um, it, it, it kind of grew on me towards the end... But really? The, Why? Well, How? I, I kind of like. When? I kind of like the <laughs> Like grew me in the sense that it was like a beard scraping does, a zero just against your will. <laughs> Mine does not grow against my will. Thank you very much. Sorry, of course. No, Jim has been bearded. Jim is no mere flash in the pan beard. No. <laughs> Takes months of grooming. No. Just wake up one day and you got a beard and you go. Huh, why not? Mm. I liked the sci-fi twist. I think that actually kind of scraped it into a okay. passable Doctor Who episode. Up, yeah. up to that point, it's just, oh my God, who fell asleep at the wheel? <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. That is a good observation. I'm going to read out a sentence from my review that I will now not read out later. Oh. Which is that it's like this one was palmed off to a B unit who know very little about the show. <laughs> <laughs> But this is also like a, an, a script that they had in a drawer somewhere. It's the kind of episode that's just filler. It doesn't yeah. progress the plot in any way. And I can't remember where it fit in, but we did glance when we watched this episode. We did glance on the IMDb trivia list. And this was actually meant to be elsewhere in the series. And it very well could have been. It wouldn't have changed anything. It was meant to be in the second half of the series, as in broadcast separately many months later. Must have retconned Eyepatch Lady in just in an appropriate place. A hundred percent. And also the flashback to seeing the Doctor get shot. Yeah. Just to tie it in. And the Wibbly Wobbly mm. pregnancy test at the end. Yeah. But but that's like, that's other series, whatever series this is, stock footage, effectively, that they have. Yeah. This right? is my first story arc. <laughs> like, cut and paste some things that relate to the bigger picture. But the rest of the episode has nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> The fact that every one of Eyepatch Lady's scenes... Return of the patch! <laughs> they're, they're all, I mean, they're green screen. They're just, like, composited onto stuff. Yeah. That means that they have, a, you know, a library of clips that they could just add to any flat surface in any episode. I now want to get my hands on those green screen clips and oh, just too. have fun. Uh, <laughs> so many surfaces. <laughs> so little time. <laughs> Was it a problem that this episode followed the stunt of this series arc? As in the, you know, the, the cementing of, oh, shit, we got to save the Doctor, that arc. I think it's kind of accepted that you have your Monster of the Week episodes and things kind of take a backseat for a while. But I guess maybe this early on it is a bit annoying that it's a pretty poor episode and it's not really helping anything. Yeah, we said over the last two weeks, and Netflix keeps ramming it down our throats with these weird Amy inserts about the Doctor and her friend, and they go off gallivanting. This is when the show really tried to push and get some new American fans. And all the fans that it 
gained over the first two weeks, it has now lost with this bad, cheap, hokey, flat out subpar episode. Can I ask, did you have more of those inserts in this episode when you watched it? On Netflix? Yeah. I think it's doing it for every episode on Netflix, which I'm presuming is meaning that that's what the Americans saw. Ah. But it's an assumption. So I didn't didn't see that. And also now, in, in retrospect, I'm thinking that the reason I couldn't remember seeing that in the very first episode was because my version doesn't have that. Yeah. Well, because I, I didn't really remember it and then kind of accepted it on the first episode of the series of just, oh, they're bringing new people in. Do. But then the second episode, you're like, oh, okay, this is something else. No, I would have remembered this if they did this before every episode. Gotcha. Um, so it, it must have been the American thing, which I imagine our American writers can let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly the first one. It, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you mean the rest of the series. Just yeah. double checking if it's for every episode, because that must have dragged. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, please. Uh, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, Podcast Land. Drew, you got something on your mind. You're nodding. My first note is, row, row, row your boat. This looks like a set. <laughs> I mean, I've already mentioned the cheapness, but man, this this can't have cost very much. Even the crown looks plastic, like from a oh, yeah. nine drama version of, I don't know, King John or something. The crown looks really plasticky enough. You I know what, the that. first scene, I kind of thought, oh, they've built a boat. Like, they've gone, gone all out. They actually built a boat. And then it's like, you never see the outside of it again. No, they built one-fifth of a boat to show the, the bow <laughs> when they come, because they row up to it at the very start. Again, having only glanced at the IMDb thing, did you read it properly, Drew? I didn't see it at all. I feel like, maybe this is from Toddy's Wiki, I feel like it was shot in two locations. One, like the interior, below deck, that's all a studio. But then above deck, it was shot on... Um, like in a what do you call it where you build ships uh shipyard shipyard bingo fuck no that's not the word i'm looking for i'm thinking of something else hang on talk amongst yourselves i'm gonna find it you're right about shipyard but i'm thinking of something else hang How on can it not be shipyard i don't know i'm gonna find it shut up you guys it's gonna come up with some swedish ship shed <laughs> ship shed <laughs> here with three umlauts <laughs> yeah well maybe that means it was a real boat then they just they didn't, I, I, they didn't even build a boat they just photographed <laughs> rented one yeah no that's the thing i think that that actually was a real boat Paper it was filmed at a dock that's okay. the word i was looking for sorry for interrupting you there cold open you guys wanted to talk about cold opens i have a problem with this okay let's hear it's it. not the only inconsistency in the episode by any means i'm gonna save my big one for the end oh oh, oh. yes oh, oh yeah i should have said that in the other voice <laughs> <laughs> Unless you guys can have, have got a note on this, but I think I, I think I've got the the capper anyway. Okay. My point is is that McGrath, who is the first of the gang to die, he dies in a completely different way. He sub- submits to the siren unwillingly. Yeah, he's super scared. I mean, Rory has never been more annoying, but but that will come later. I should have said that you know in the other voice as well. For a split second, I thought, oh, Arthur Dar was doing a really good job acting there, and I was like, mm, no, he's not. No, that's really bad. Oh, God. Oh, no. Fire the director. Make it oh, stop. No. Make <laughs> Start it again. Stop. Start again. <laughs> cut. Cut. Um, but anyway, yes, McGrath is screaming to set up some peril, and then the rest of the episode, that is never recreated. So if we were rewriting, would you circumvent peril and having... you got to have peril, being, ...being seduced? Or so would you change the way that she would? But you can have, you can have both. Can yeah, I think yes. I think he can be really lovey-dovey, and it could still be really disturbing. Absolutely, and you can, if you need someone on set or on screen to be screaming in terror, then just have the rest of the crew do that for him. Yeah, like he's walking to his True. death, 
but he's doing it willingly. You know, you can convey that that is not. Oh my god, I found a level to this. Oh, let's Ooh, hear it. Okay, like he's walking the plank almost. Oh, oh. But, but willingly. Mm. No. All right. Fine. <laughs> Trying to savage something from this episode. <laughs> it's I like Flotsam it. and Jetsam. Valiant effort. There's nothing of value washed up on shore here. So he he cops it. Yeah, it's a bit different, but he he's gone. Yep. Next chappy. Next chappy. Who is the next chappy? The next chappy is the black guy. Okay. My first note on the black guy is when they're in the cold open. Look at the black guy. He's doing all the work of rowing. Whitey is just sitting up front and enjoying the ride. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Whitey. <laughs> Grab an oar. Whitey later turns out to be Mulligan. But yeah, I mean, there is another white guy rowing on the other side of the boat, I think. But he's obscured by someone. So it's just like the black guy's doing all the work. And then later on, he's the first to die. And he gets very little to say. All the other extras have more lines. It just seems like be a little more aware, guys. Anyone? Yeah. My, my notes are referring to the, well, I think it's him actually. Most of the time, um, red shirts. Okay, I don't. I kind of want to actually look, but I, d- I don't because I don't want to watch this episode again. But see, <laughs> see if there is a hint of red in their their uniform at all. But um, oh, like a bandana or something. Uh, well, <laughs> or a set of false red teeth. False red oh, teeth. Mm. Why? <laughs> because you're a pirate and you're a fearsome bloody so and so. Red teeth. Red, red teeth. beard. I mean, come on, dude. Oh, that's true. You'd yeah, be the terror Captain of the red tooth. Terror of the high seas. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was fashionable at the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, people had wooden teeth. Just paint them red. Oh, it's so simple. Oh, my God. Gross. I'm writing such a better episode in my head. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I want to I wanna see more of it. Yeah, but red shirt guy, this is, this is where I get bothered because the doctor treats him like a red shirt. He's trying to hold him back from um, touching, Siren, Siren uh, Lady yeah. touching Podcast Line. Can't see me doing the... the the hand motion, but I'm doing a hand motion. He's the universal motion. sign language motion for Siren Lady is going to steal your yeah. soul into another dimension. <laughs> Actually, no, it was meant to be Doctor Grabbing, but hey, hey. Oh, okay. Um, oh. But it's get a grip. Sorry, Literally, my, get a grip. It's, my, it's my like, sign language is rusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Doctor is just showing his lack of athletic ability entirely, and and it's like he's covered in butter. I I, I can't stop you in the slightest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, R- Rory, Rory's my main concern. You can just you can get wiped out. Well, that's, isn't that's that fine. also a thing? Like the second he doesn't give a shit about anything, nor does Amy. But the second Rory gets a teeny weeny cut, it's just like, all right, we now have a legitimate re- reason to stick around. Otherwise, we just tod the shit out of it. Amy's quite happy to kill people in this episode. It just seems. Oh, well, we, oh, we need to get to that in a moment. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's a serious ha- conversation piece. She, she's quite happy to <laughs> nick people, isn't she? That's different. She doesn't know it will lead to their immediate demise. I'm pretty sure it's established, and then she carries on. Does she not? Or is that, she's is that probably, someone else? She's she, probably thinking that because that's how they get her to put down her cutlass and throw them all overboard. She probably thinks it's a gambit. I think she's already seen a spot materialise on someone's hand. It's like, okay, there might be something going on here. That's a bit weird. And then she just stabs, oh, stabs them. Oh, that's stabs even the next worse. Person. I don't think she has. I think Rory says, Doctor... My hand matters. Can someone take a look? <laughs> and then that's when it becomes generally, you know, known. Possibly. I think we're going to be blinded by shitness in this episode and uh. forget details. But it's a long way from the doctor saying, everyone is brilliant, everyone is valuable. Yes. This is like, actually, three quarters of people are expendable. Last week it was all the silence, and this week it's three quarters it's, of the entire cast. It's all these dirty pirates. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't turn up in the blue box... I'm not interested. Or if you're not the captain of a ship. Oh, that uh, being said, who's, he who's is. A bit of an arsehole. Later on, he is still willing to TARDIS everyone out of there. Like, he at least attempts to. Gets the other captain aboard the TARDIS well, everything. Well, after a brief moment of 
ah, what the fuck, let's try and kill ourselves and see if that works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he does say, in the middle, let's go find the TARDIS after a moment of reflection below decks. When he doesn't say it is when Hugh Bonneville says, we've only got one barrel of water left. We can't have three hungry bellies. The Doctor doesn't say, do you know what? I've got a swimming pool full of water. Uh, that's a really good point. Yeah, but he has a kitchen in there as well. <laughs> He's got three well, bathrooms. He apparently doesn't have an <laughs> ability to resuscitate anyone or any any kind of oh, modern oh, stuff. I know, so. I know, I know. <laughs> also in, in my notes. notes. It's in, it's notes. in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my notes, the God. doctor doesn't know how to perform CPR. He's no, he the really, doctor. Really doesn't. <laughs> in my notes, it's like, oh, one person could do CPR. Two people can do it a lot better. <laughs> Don't just stand there, you muppet of a doctor. Kind of clues him that he abuses the name doctor a absolutely. lot in this episode. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you mentioned the uh, last barrel of water. Speaking of barrels, can I ask two questions? Go for it. Question Go one. Go for them, sorry. <laughs> Question one. How long have they been at sea? Uh, I think it's eight days. Do I think it's eight confirm? days too. Yes. Yes. I uh, did think it was... I, th- I don't think they've been becalmed for eight days. They're a week from land and at some point they've become becalmed it's becalmed literally like there's no wind so we can't move yeah we're just stuck okay so follow-up question during all this time what has the kid been eating is it just gunpowder because he has been inside a barrel it's a good source of carbon (laughs) i assume just don't want to see it come out the other end (laughs) yeah that's that's a black spot you don't want to get And how has he been hiding down there? I've heard of explosive diarrhea, but... (laughs) Sorry. No, 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 that's good, that's good, that's good. (laughs) Jim, we never apologise for gold. That was perfect. (laughs) Neither does Captain Avery apologise for his gold. Oh, true. Oh, yes. Yes. In summary, I think the kid's been sneaking below decks because he's got those, you know, he's a small boy, he weighs practically nothing, and he's got those pirate jeans from his father. The special... Stole the pirate uh, the, the, His trousers? Yeah, the special inaudible <laughs> kind. I see. Yeah. <laughs> let's jump back to the beginning. Oh, let's do that. Again? Doctor's on a plank. Oh, yeah. And this is the most is least the- tenseful walking the plank moment I think I've ever seen in TV or film. <laughs> the, yeah, he's li- super literally, happy about literally it. time for Amy to have a costume change. Oh, did Amy look good as a pirate, or did I just put a cannon in my pocket? <laughs> Who wants to see my one-gun salute? Hell, boy! <laughs> oh, and it's gone off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. It's not just that she doesn't give a shit about the doctor, she also does not give a shit about her husband, who is also under duress. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, a whole box full of cosplay. I mm. mean, grab the sword. Yes. Done. Grab the outfit. Maybe not. (laughs) The Tricon hat at most. (laughs) Maybe. That is a two-second job. That's hard to pass up, it has to be said, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what she said, but I do feel like maybe she took a moment just for a breather and to think of a good one-liner when she popped up on deck. I didn't write it down. I can't remember what it was It can't have been that good. (laughs) I might have been eating at the time. I'm here to save your life, you got a problem with that. That's just Amy. That's just inner Amy coming out. That wasn't prepared. (laughs) Also, Rory Wriggling, he is pathetic throughout this episode, but his token oh. sort of, uh, movement. Yes, I had to say. Oh, man. Wait, what is this? I, had, I did not it's, know this. It's kind of like um, a drop just fell down his back, and this is him struggling to get away from the, the pirate that's <laughs> holding him. It's just like a little, uh, I, I've, I've got some muscles somewhere. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> 
Yeah, poor Arthur Darvel. It's not his best episode. No, I reckon. I reckon he and possibly the rest of the crew <laughs> realised when they saw the script. Like, no. I mean, a lot of Doctor Who scripts must look a bit terrible on paper. Sure, and but, you're you're but, hoping that team gets it together. Yeah, but imagine the step looks down. Great. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, looks amazing. But like, imagine the step down. You've just done the silence. You've just done Nix well, and all that true, shit. Yeah. Like, this is you know you've got the blood pumping. You're in the states. You're huge. You know, probably already lining up your panel at Comic Con. Let's do this pirate one-off episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nice one. Who can we get in that the American audience are being exposed to? Hugh Bonneville, he's in that show with the big house, right? I mean, that'll secure our stardom. Hugh Bonneville, who plays Captain Avery. Yes. Who has not appeared but been referred to on Doctor Who before in uh, The Smugglers, a William Hartnell serial. Uh, which oh, is Captain uh, Amy. Yeah, it, the smugglers. Okay, so I don't remember this super well, but uh, I want to say most of the smugglers, the series, the smugglers is about getting Avery's gold. Uh, this Captain Avery. The Captain Avery who throws all his gold overboard. Yes. Ah. Oh. oh, interesting. Yeah. Problematic. A little bit. Yeah. Spoilers for the smugglers if you ever want to listen to that because you can't watch it because it's a lost episode. But oh. well, let's, let's hope they find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not thrown overboard. It's like hidden in a cemetery in a like hidden compartment in a grave or something. Well, I feel like it was thrown overboard, so that's not right, is it? No, it doesn't work. Uh, there were two Captain Averys who well, were both pirates. It could be the son, Toby Avery. It could be his exploits. Why did he say We Toby have another Avery. episode. Toby Avery comes back to Earth, finds, like, dives down, gets his dad's treasure, hides it in a cemetery. Done. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then William Hartnell yeah. finds it. Probably. I guess they do get access to a spaceship <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they could probably do some things with the treasure. <laughs> I, I, Toby Avery. For some reason, I just I had Toby Carvery in my head after that. I, just, <laughs> I, I can't hear that name together anymore. That is exactly why they call him that. Exactly. <laughs> Who's Toby Carver? Toby Carvery. It, Toby, the chain of restaurants that do a Sunday Carvery. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a thing yeah. in this pathetic country. <laughs> they called him that as a tribute to the fact that this was written in one lunchtime. They were in, in, a, in a, a Toby, Toby Carvery, of yeah. course. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it was on Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> exactly. So should we run through some of the actors? Oh, let's do Since that. we have a cast. We got Hugh Bonneville of Paddington 2 fame. <laughs> <laughs> and also Paddington 1. Amazing. And W1A in 2012 and that other thing with the big house. Oh, yes. Toby, Oscar Lloyd, was in Emmerdale for a stretch. He's now taking advantage of his changing adolescent face to play three different people in Doctors. Well done. Just like most bit part actors on Doctor Who. Including someone later on. Michael Begley Mulligan. He's been in Doctors, but he's only as two different people. Oh. You're slacking off, off, Mulligan. Oh, <laughs> okay. Jim. Lily Cole, the siren. Yes. She's in The Last Jedi. Do you recognize her from that film? I do uh, not at all. She was Party Girl Lovey. Thank you very much. <laughs> party <laughs> Girl Lovey. I don't know whether that is <laughs> a an huge part. I don't know whether she's the head of an order or whether she's in the background. We looked her up before you arrived. <laughs> yeah, and, she, I mean, she's in a scene that you should kind of pay attention to, I guess, in the, the film. But the casino it's, scene. It's very throwaway. I wouldn't be able to identify that screenshot as Star Wars even. Right. Yeah. The guy next to her in the screenshot is a plot point. 
Yeah, but he's not. He, <laughs> but he's not a character, really. So she's plot adjacent. Yeah, she is plot adjacent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually know her from when some jumped-up bloke in the Bronte Society took exception because a Bronte Heritage Museum said, we want Lily Cole to be the face of Emily Bronte's bicentenary birth or something, and this guy resigned because he's like, how could a supermodel be involved in this? I'm a man and I want more things. And We should have a man be Emily Bronte. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Overlooking the fact that Lily Cole has a double first from Cambridge, so actually she knows some shit. Well... Cool. Yeah. Well done, Lily Cole. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know of her acting, but now I do. Well, I mean, you get a really good sampling of acting in this juicy role. She has no lines. Hey, if Leo can get an Oscar for The Revenant. Yeah. No. Okay. You know what? No. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the artist won loads of Oscars and that didn't have any lines. Well. I mean, that's slightly different. Okay. Okay. Casting by association to wrap it up. The bosun has been in a film called Centurion. Chris Jarman, dancer, has been in shows called Demons and Roman Mysteries. And Michael Begley, Mulligan, has been in a TV show called In Deep. In Deep. Flashbeard doesn't have anything to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I haven't got one ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to move on to more kind of suspension in in the episode. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Like when... um, Avery and the Doctor are walking around the, the deck of the ship, worried yes. that um, Siren Lady might be about. Oh, yes. But we've got to be careful. Couldn't possibly injure ourselves in any way. Oh, no, I've fallen over. And, oh, I could have put myself on that nail, which is protruding. But actually, it's got a solid head on it, so it would never pierce through my glove or anything. <laughs> and my thick leather glove. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, nearly. <laughs> could have been a corner there. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> That would have changed the episode. Also, they were walking along perfectly fine. Yeah. And does the captain not know his own shit? Well, no, he just no, he does because he's never downstairs. No. He's he he does his, his um, 14-day walk around the ship, <laughs> which didn't coincide with the eight days that his son was the whole deck. No, but we did establish, possibly during the missing bed, definitely during the missing bed, that whenever he goes downstairs, his son just crawls into his toilet barrel and then he crawls back upstairs and problem solved. I really just wanted to get that line in. We all needed to hear Toilet Barrel. (laughs) Toilet Barrel. Really did. I really like Toilet Barrel. (laughs) I want one. (laughs) You want a toilet barrel. Go to whobackwhen.com slash shop. (laughs) (laughs) For your whobackwhen branded Toilet Barrel. But Um, yeah, that was supposed to be tense and it had exactly the opposite effect. It was risible. It was almost comedic, but not because it was too terrible. I wasn't really that perturbed by it to be honest i don't know i think maybe i wasn't paying enough attention at the time and i just saw him clumsily fall over and go oh oh (laughs) that was nearly the end of me (laughs) oh god yeah and the and the rest of the entire time he's he's as steady as a house yeah it's like oh we've got to put one little bit of peril in there so you know that if if there's any injury they're gone and then the rest of it is like oh there's no chance of injury here like most people generally get through their life without injuring themselves every day <laughs> I, I mean if you wanted that to be better couldn't he couldn't the doctor knock off something he doesn't see there captain grantham trips over him and he falls to like to get his eye within an inch of the nail i mean that would cause some oh, serious damage that i wouldn't would have actually, liked that scene though i don't that like would make eyes you up sit up though wouldn't it, it would that yeah. wouldn't be risible 
this the, okay that leads me uh, to another question that's in my notes and potentially even more points here but, but one of my notes is what about reflections in your eyes well i kind of thought this because the thing with the the crown yeah kind of coming free at the end and obviously it's it's a big thing for plot point that sure. he's a greedy bastard yeah it makes but, no sense by the way but okay I'll yeah tell, talk about that later. but it, it's pissing it down like yeah that is yeah. not a smooth surface. Absolutely not. If she can pop out of that, she can pop out of an eyeball. A- anything. At the edge of a fingernail. A million yeah. raindrops. Yeah. 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 Well, very good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like, ah. <laughs> uh, and oh, like, dear. how much does he need? To, does the kid need to polish that medallion yeah, in was, order for it, it was, to be? He was seeing his face enough. in it. Yeah. Definitely. It's fine. Like, you're already dead, kid. Stop polishing. But okay. So, a question. It, because it it made no sense to me that they had to throw the treasure overboard. Because like, what are they? Are they assuming that it's only now while they're on uh, at sea that reflective surfaces may lead to their demise, or is it that they will eventually get on land, but they will then need to avoid reflective surfaces altogether for the rest of their lives? Because couldn't they otherwise just throw a blanket over oh, all yeah. the gold? And then, you know, after a certain amount of time, they get to land and they they will be rid of this siren. Well, there's a barrel full of water with a lid on it. That's quite okay. Yeah, exactly. Put the, put the treasure in a treasure chest. Yeah. There we go. Wait, yeah. a treasure chest? This is a concept unfamiliar to pirates. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in your coat, which you assuredly won't need until you walk ashore at the end of your voyage. <laughs> No. I... Also, question: What about the wedding ring? They threw all the gold overboard, but the wedding rings stay. True. Huh? Let me read a note to you that I made during the episode. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. In several scenes, that's a lovely shiny ship's bell. They've never done anything about in the captain's cabin while the doctor is smashing all the glass. There's just this fucking great bell in the background, no, really, re- reflecting things. <laughs> and Amy comes back to talk to him later, and it's still there. So I sort of like that there are a couple of red herrings that the episode throws out along the way, but the ultimate execution is still terrible. A red herring? What, what a perchy. As in the Doctor thinks it's water. Don't take me too literally. That There aren't actually herrings in this <laughs> oh, episode, right. Jim. Well, you were talking about red teeth and now it's red herrings. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mentioned red shirts. I mean, oh what, my goodness. We've got a theme going here. <laughs> Oh, speaking of He's shirts... has got a stew going on. Uh, <laughs> Arrested Development reference for those who get it. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. That's not... It's. Uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Thank you very much. Oh, I could see him in front of me. I couldn't think of the name. Also uh, in Happy Gilmore. Just tap it in. Tap it in. I see that. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, enough of this Carl yeah. Weathers segment. Anyway. Okay, uh, speaking of shirts, my number three note is Rory's wearing two shirts. Is he? One atop the other. Thing is, <laughs> he didn't dress for Rio. I, I have a thing where I kind of like Rory's wardrobe through most of Doctor Who. Okay. Um, I used to be a lot skinnier, and I kind of thought... Oh, we yeah. all did. You... <laughs> yeah, okay, that's well, true. I'm, I'm still quite skinny. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think he, he's generally dressed quite well. For his physique. Yes, I agree. Um, I had not noticed he was wearing two... He's wearing two shirts. plaid shirts, one atop the other. See, double plaid. Oh. Double plaid. Even I mean, even the great <laughs> Arthur Darvon, I'm not quite sure if you can pull that off. Like, like, it, I, it, I think I must not have been paying attention. It would at least take him twice as long to pull it off. <laughs> 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 
So what you're saying is Arthur Darville knows how to wear clothes. Yes. <laughs> well done, Arthur Darville. You Apart from re- when he doesn't. You could replace him with a coat hanger. Or a coat hanger with him, whichever way you want to look at it. Look out, Lily Cole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to mention a couple of quick beefs. Ooh. Um, just the child coughing. Is it just me or is that really annoying? It's it's <laughs> wow. Like I I know holy shit sympathy. I know <laughs> I know he's ill. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like is it typhoid fever? It turns out to be or something. Oh, do they name it? I, uh, I think yeah, they say something. What is I it? I think he does. It's it. Why well, it's it's something. It's like oh, you've got the era. You've got pirate's lung. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, which is why Papa Pirate says he will stay with him and fly the ship in the end. You've got bacchanitis. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he did, by the, the way... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Just the, the actor doing the coughing. It's yeah. just the most pathetic <laughs> sound. And it's just like, oh, for God's oh, sake. fuck off. Get a proper, you know, lung fall behind it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not... Wow. <laughs> No, that was that was a cough. Yeah. Where? How old were you when they were shooting this episode? You could have been no. <laughs> far too old. You should definitely become an acting coach at least. You could have been the cough coach, like the cough actor. Well, <laughs> I know what to do when I retire. But can you imagine, like, all, all the the auditions when they like they've got this conveyor belt of coughing children. <laughs> Just like, mm, oh, I didn't really believe it. Too wet, too slimy. Well, oh, you're just the right amount of dry and pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that it annoyed me a little bit. A bigger problem I have, which okay. is in the same vein as Doctor not giving a shit about other people other than TARDIS companions, yeah. is the there's a trouble with the TARDIS trope, which oh, I don't, yes. it probably has an official trope name, but it's, it's just, uh, we don't know what to do with TARDIS in the episode. Doctor could use Vitalis to do something we don't want him to do. So it's conveniently just taken away. It's referred to as it being towed away, literally. And it's just... Yeah, but it's not entirely a matter of convenience. There is an abandoned ship moment. Yes. I really liked that. Really? Yeah. But... I like the tie-in. But did you ever feel peril at that moment? In fact, I mean, I never felt peril throughout the entire episode. No, there, there is no... But, tension. but there's the 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 whole shtick of holy shit, the TARDIS is gone. I can't go anywhere without it. We are stuck on this shitty vessel without the TARDIS forever, or until we, you know, whatever. Uh, that is undone entirely because he's so blasé about it afterwards. Just like, all right, fine. It's, it's a shame we could have done with that TARDIS. All right, let's but continue it, with the rest of this episode. Yeah, now we're now we are down to one barrel full of water. Yeah, and it's the toilet us, barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the toilet barrel is all that's left. And oh, and it was full of the boil all the time, so <laughs> there's no water. <laughs> and the captain is the only guy who knows how to sail. And r- look at Rory. Oh, oh, the He's doctor a threat the, to himself. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I interrupted you. No, go for it. I was going to say, here's one of my beefs. The captain who knows how to sail when they're on the TARDIS, and he's just like, oh, it's just like any other ship. He's like, oh, it's got a thing. It's got a compass. I know how this shit works. I can, I could pilot anything. And he's looking at the end. And he looks at a fucking compass. Like, it's not like he looks at a screen or a, you know, it's not a sci-fi gadget that he looks at. He looks at an actual compass on the TARDIS console and he goes, I can identify everything. That's a compass. (laughs) And I think, can you identify anything else? 
I'm going to get the word <laughs> wrong, but I, th- I think there's an astrolabe or whatever it is as well. That the brassy things that I think look- where you look at the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so put a sci-fi version of an. Oh, no, you're that right. Maybe. No, that, that, yeah, that's a different thing. But you know, that, he, he he names like three things, and two of them are oh, li- the literal objects. They're right there in, in front the TARDIS. Of yeah. yeah, and well, a compass only useful on Earth where there are magnetic. Exactly, so <laughs> useful in space. Exactly. So now imagine that he is anywhere else. E- E.g. the spaceship that he will pilot at the end of the episode and he's just confronted with buttons and he's just like, fuck, what do I do? And the compass is spinning round and round and you just see the ship looping and looping in space. We're going north. Still going north. It's fine, we're going north. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really buy his, his no, immediate grasp of advanced technology. All. Not at all. From 1699, I think this is meant to be placed. <laughs> I wanted to. You I, wanted I, to. I wanted to believe in the sort of piratical romantic element. That part, that part I actually let slip of all the parts. Except, right, the practical part. The boy has a huge problem with his dad as a Navy man gone bad. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's just like, ooh, shiny things in the sky. I forgive you, mate. Except none of this is said. Like, there's supposed to be some real tension to ground the morality dilemma of what Captain Avery has done. And then at the end, the kid is just like, eh. I think that's kind of summing up the episode, isn't it? There's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet there isn't. We, we should give a shit. <laughs> they, they're good characters. And then there's but. Yeah, we'll have depth somewhere. Yeah. What, how, if you were any of those sailors or or the kid as you said like any any of them wouldn't you just be scared shitless by everything that happens towards the end that would be hell avery has zero reaction to To anything like he goes into the tardis and is is quite blasé about it it's like oh this is really big but it's more he steps outside again and it kind of disappears as well and there's like yeah you're right the doctor has zero reaction to it which is annoying and i'm kind of convinced that's just a change in post-production of what's going to happen to the, the TARDIS. Oh, do you think? Because it gets green smoke. And why wouldn't the Doctor be thinking, someone's taken my TARDIS? Like, it's not like the TARDIS is, has, just, this... has just gone off, which, yeah. is, which is what all the dialogue is saying. All the dialogue is saying, like, it's been towed away, it's, it's, it's gone, it's left me. Yeah, you're right. It's... But it isn't. No one it's, says got... it's just the same shade of green as yeah, that exactly. chick who shows up every now and then. And it's, it's just like, they've, they've tried to cobble together some kind of reason why the TARDIS might have gone away and it's something to do with her which wouldn't make sense when you get the reveal of her being a medical assistant oh yes no we can't have foreign technology in the hospital I'm sorry oh, we'll no, have to no. get rid of that yeah um, uh, I, I, okay wait hang on another beef where she's the by the way called it absolutely called it while we were watching this she is the holographic uh, medical program whatever from star trek voyager she that th- we both did miriam and i both did that it okay she doesn't actually save anyone she just effectively freezes them at the point of dying because rory who is he was drowning she rescues him but they say the second we uncouple him from the the iron lung, he's going to drown, even if he's in this room. No. Yeah. I mean, but again, she's a doctor. Why doesn't she just remove the water from his lungs? Not a very good doctor. Maybe I can help her with a bedside manner. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you when they were penning this episode, Flashbeard? <laughs> and I, I don't want to like offend anyone who has had 
personal experience of drowning. But in my limited knowledge of, well, TV and film. (laughs) My limited knowledge of drowning. No. Like, (laughs) it strikes me it's something that we've kind of got a solution for. Like, if if you get to someone early enough, you know, people don't drown. Like, if, if they're in the ocean on their own and no one's around to pull them out, yeah. then that's a problem. But, but if, if, you get, if you get them out early enough, you can resuscitate them. It's fine. We as human beings have sussed that. However, if you are a weird, spectral, future, stowaway ghost hologram who can shoot yeah. energy fire that disintegrates bacteria... You have no, no, no idea. No, idea. no. And apparently Gallifreyans as well. Just, but you can like happily just... operate on people and put like weird, uh, what's it called? The trico... Yeah, you know I know what I mean. mean yeah. The like... The tracheotomy. tracheotomy. That's the word. Thank the you. One. Well done. Not the tricorder. Yes. Not the tricorder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although if the doctor had a tricorder, that might help. Well, yes. Oh, says the person who normally counts the, the amount of sonics. Oh yeah. What, how did you feel? How did you feel about the sonic use in this episode? Because there wasn't that much of it. There wasn't, but I'll get to that. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. The thing I had, I had a whole <laughs> paragraph of beef with Rory and Amy that you have to set name them my up. autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> you have to set those two up as actually having a point in this episode. So let's try and shoehorn one in before the end. So you have Rory saying, "I'm a nurse. I can teach you how to save me. I have specialist knowledge. You know those films." That we watch. <laughs> Run with that. Not the Laurel and Hardy ones, but the series of dramas about resuscitation of drowning people that, you know, we get a kick out of. And then, well, another beef was why not? Why don't you actually, in a sort of public service broadcasting remit, get Rory to tell Amy how to actually resuscitate someone on this program? That would be a way of actually teaching millions of people at once how to actually do that. That's, That's true. Very good point. And that wouldn't take very long. See, and it would be plot relevant and extremely helpful. You know, it's been a very long time since the last time on Who Back When that we said, it may even have been a classic review the last time that we said, this used to be a show with an educational factor. Because it, it was mm. a family show and they'd always try to teach the kids watching something. Like, uh, normally something about history, right? Or something about science. But, but yeah, this, this is, they've missed a trick. Yeah, they literally cut away from the yeah. explanation. <laughs> well, I can't even remember what they cut away to. It was nonsense, probably. And Maybe they were thinking, you know, everyone knows how to do this, in brackets, yeah. not the doctor, <laughs> but everyone knows how to do this. We don't have to show it. Yeah. They just cut away to Amy's face because, I don't know, tension, drama, ginger, whatever. <laughs> and, and Rory makes a point. Ginger. Yeah. Red. More red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think it's the Avery deciding to stay with the son, is it? No. That comes later. Yeah. Well, Ooh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's later. That's later. That's oh, sorry, carry on with the beef. My beef ends with Rory saying, you have to do it. It has to be you because I know you'd never give up. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, I know what's coming now. Rory. It, and what the does reason she, do? she does? <laughs> the reason Rory doesn't know that he, she would never give up is because he had died every time she gave up. <laughs> yeah, and she does give up. And the doctor puts his hand on her shoulder and they just look at Rory's presumably dead body. And then after a minute, he splutters back into life for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, related things to this as well, they make a big point of like, as soon as we unplug him, we're going to have to resuscitate him. So what do they do? They move him. To the TARDIS. They don't try and resuscitate him there, no. and then they just move him and, and waste by, all that time. And by the logic of this episode, he is drowning throughout yeah, the entire yeah. period. Yeah. And 
that that whole bit. I I just. I just test this test that so much. The TARDIS is famously immovable. It can't materialise around Rory. It's like she's the siren lady is not doing anything. There's there's no threat. Old Swimblad, I didn't know what she was up against. <laughs> I've got some tissue she can sample. Man size. Woof. Oh god. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Do we care how... No. no. <laughs> Short answer. No, come on. We can give a longer answer than that. That's what we're here for. We only get to do this once. Okay. We're not watching this again. So there, there, there are two parts to this. So one is coming via Marie. Okay. Um, so when Rory's he's drowning outside the ship, um, the doctor seems to think, there's no way we could save a drowning person quite quickly. <laughs> Like, Amy's all about diving in, trying to rescue him. Doctor's like, nah. Too late. Fuck that. You know what? (laughs) What we could try is we all die. We let Rory die first, (laughs) but we all die as well. And then it'll be okay. And that that's the doctor's solution to this particular scenario. He's like Jonestown in the whole thing. He's, He's at this point given up. It's like, I lost my TARDIS. I don't give a shit about anyone. But, I don't want to live in this century. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going down alone. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair enough. That might be where he was. He's with the audience at that point, basically. But the, the, the main point, which Marie, Marie said, is this is the doctor that kind of like suggests the, the sacrifice. So obviously Amy's, Amy's tried to dive in and, and save the drowning Rory. Doctors hold her back. At that point, you've kind of got to accept okay, I'm not going to save him in the water now. Um, but it's, it's the Doctor that's coming up with this sacrifice thing. And it was Amy that did it before in the dream world of just, well, if Rory's gone, I don't want to live anymore. I, you know, I, oh. If there's a chance that Rory's somewhere else, I'm all for it. And I don't know, it, it was a bit weird to kind of swap it around. It, it might have even, there could have, been, there could have been a good point of the episode to focus on that a bit more. And but, but do you think maybe they swapped it around deliberately as in like, has she grown as a character? Is this a well, grown away from loving him again? <laughs> or it, well, well, no, because she's still happy to. Go, she doesn't want to sacrifice everyone, but she's happy to sacrifice herself. Exactly. But, yeah. But you do need to set up. You only need. To, first of all, you need to set up that Rory can't swim because. Well, I mean, I know he's been hapless throughout this episode, but oh, he's in the water. Well, he's a goner. I mean, but it's a torrential storm. No one could possibly swim in that. Well, he could at least stay afloat for a couple of seconds. I mean, but yes. Throw him a rope. No, he's, he's over, Throw boy. He's a, a goner. No, we've all got to kill ourselves now. Yeah. Sorry. That's not explained at all. You could do that very easily. Also, the Doctor's logic is bullshit at this point, right? Yeah. Because the Doctor says, well, no, first of all, let's see. He says, it's a terrible hunter, this thing. It's intelligent. He, he tells the siren... Go and hunt that thing. And she does it. And then he's like, well, that's it. Now we know it's intelligent and that we can reason with it. If you told a shark to eat you and then it did, <laughs> I wouldn't then think it's intelligent and invite it around to talk about the price of cheese. It's like it's doing what it's been doing this whole episode. Where has this change of heart come from? Yeah. Doctor's stupid. Doctor doesn't know. Nobody knows in this yes. episode. It's done by a complete shower of amateurs. <laughs> Say what you really mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I... Alien bogeys! Oh, that's what I was going to get onto at some point. Ooh. I, I've written down some quotes that I kind of liked. Okay. And that was one of them. 
Really? A- alien bogeys. I was saying it entirely with the opposite oh. in mind. <laughs> Where did that come from? What was... Oh, Matt right. Smith the on, sneeze. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. The dead goat skeleton. I, I still like Matt Smith when he's just being silly doctor. Yeah. Uh, I like, agree. He, he, he does that very well. Like, even, even when they first pop out of the hold and I forget... Shiver me timbers is what he said. Yo ho ho. Yo ho ho. There we go. Like... He's got a big grin on his face with his massive mouth, and it's just like, ah, there he is. It's like, well, I already know this episode's terrible because I can remember it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but for a split second, it's okay. That is about the last time he smiles in this episode, though. He's quite sour. He's, he's very wide open mouthed and just kind of like dreading everything, I think. Just like, Bruh. Yeah. Also, alien bogeys. Humans are aliens to him. True. Human bacteria in cold blood are half of what's keeping him alive. But he's a little bit of a wannabe, isn't he? I mean, he's a he's a human groupie. Yeah, is, so it's yeah. just it's just rank double standards. <laughs> Sorry, Jim, you had more quotes. Um, so there was a moment when Av was saying, "I'm confused," and the doctor retaliates with, "It's a big club. We should get t-shirts." <laughs> <laughs> oh, quite I like that. I quite like I, that. I quite like that. Yeah. You have that t-shirt. You're wearing Whoa. the Doctor Who by Gwen. Oh my good. Okay, we need to reprint that t-shirt, but it should say a Doctor Who doc post. <laughs> no. Yes. No. no. Yes. You, sh- you should just have that with it crossed out. Uh, okay, I'm um, going to do both of those. Ladies and gents, go to whobygwen.com slash shop. I'll, I'll make sure that, they w- uh, that they're there. I will personally <laughs> ink out all the doc pasts in your warehouse. I will find it. I will track it down. I will buy marker pens. <laughs> You will not succeed. I will have you know that we recently received an email from one of our listeners congratulating me on the use of um, DocPost. And he's a fan of yours as well. Oh, okay. Is this one real? Yes, this one is real. (laughs) (laughs) But we have millions, millions of reviewers. Only one one certified fake one. (laughs) (laughs) Am I keeping that? (laughs) I don't know. Let podcast land, you know... (laughs) find what they will okay fine i'll keep that keep the mystery <laughs> in fact go to whobackone.com go through the entire website load every page give us every hit while yeah. you look for this lots fake and reviewer. lots of page views it's very hard to find <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry uh quotes more quotes i only wrote yeah. one quote myself I've, I've read them again and they're not that good so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> They were the best I could I could know down at the time. And Perfect. <laughs> oh, I love well, it. I'll tell you, what, I'll read them out and you can judge for yourself. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we've got... Uh, do we what? do this like the voice style? Do we like, uh, we, we, you know, turn our backs to you and when something's interesting we turn... No, okay, no, no, okay, <laughs> okay, go for it, go for it. I'm not that ugly. It's <laughs> Isn't that the point of the voices that you don't see? The, you know, Is it? I've never seen it. I only know about the sw- spinning chairs. Spinning chairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor says, please ignore all my theories up to this point. Avery says, what? Again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, see, this is why I wasn't going to win. Two and a half out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Amy says, I think I understand. Doctor says, good, it's nothing like that, but if it helps. Yes, I like that bit. I remember that bit. I remember really enjoying it. It was a nice little scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alien bogeys. Um, And then when they get to the medical thing. Yeah. Amy says, Rory. Doctor says, the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, yeah, and drapes himself over. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. We've, we've found maybe yeah, like a two couple, or a three of, yeah. positive things in this episode. I think that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'd written half of a quote, 
because I, I, I didn't hear the rest of it. I, I literally only heard the first half of it, and I noted it down thinking, this might be interesting, this might be a good thing, and I just looked it up on my phone. Uh, not so much. I'd written down, there are worse da- ways to die than, and I, I remember thinking, wait, whatever he said, I, could, I didn't hear it, but it, I'm sure it was really interesting. I was uh, then having your face gnawed off by a dodgy mermaid. Yeah, I, I remember that line because it was crap yeah. and didn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so no. Uh, Steve Thompson. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Steve Thompson, writer. <laughs> Drew, you had some intel on this writer. I did. He also wrote Journey to the Center of the TARDIS yes, and Time Heist. And, Co-wrote it. Okay. And three episodes of Sherlock. So he's one of Moffo's bezies, maybe his second mate after Gatiss. Yeah, he co-wrote Time Heist with uh, Moffat, I believe. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, this is one of his go-to dudes. Yeah, and though this is his first time around, so maybe he's just been drafted in and, you know, one of your... Um, do you think this was a spec script? Do you think Steve Thompson's like, oh, fuck it, I can write a Doctor Who script, and he <laughs> writes this thing, and he sends well, I, it in. And I wonder like, if yeah, one cool, of the initiation rituals is like, if you want to be a regular member of the team, you have to turn an utter piece of steaming turd into a semi-passable episode, and then you can stick with us. Yeah. Now let's co-write Time Heist. I'll immortalize you. Yeah. He's not a bad writer, clearly. Were uh, you, what, clearly? Can you, Time Heist is a good episode. Can you refresh my memory of the other episodes he's done? I don't Time remember. Heist is, Time Heist is the one with Capaldi. It starts with him. Like, uh, what can go wrong? He picks up the phone. Cut to. He's holding a memory slug and he's forgotten the last two weeks of his life. Um, and now, or whatever, however long. And now he's going to... It's, it's a heist movie in a Doctor Who episode. They have to erase the memory of everything because the memory is what will get them caught. And they, like, it rings vague bells. I'm not it's the one with the yeah. alien that's like a minotaur that it can erase your mind and it literally caves in, in oh, your head. Oh, in the hotel? Uh, no, no, the bank. Like the bank. most secure bank in the universe or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. More memory erasure? You surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So this guy's a sub... But I remember sub- really liking that episode. But this guy is a sub-moffer, I think we've established. What, what is um, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS like? Because I remember the poster, but I don't remember the episode at all. Is it the one where there's weird kind of doppelgangers of themselves that are all burnt up? And Oh, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely have no recollection of this episode. I only know that they are they have to travel to the center of the TARDIS because something's going on with the, is it the collapsing Cla- star. Clara the episode, is it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's Smith and Clara. Yeah, I think I think it's that one. It's Yeah, it's probably a little bit kind of Monster of the Week and not that Oh, is it? I don't know. Oh, see, I don't so, know. So, yeah, we're not really selling Steve Thompson here. No, not really. Okay, uh, fine. But he maybe, has, maybe don't write in. But you know what? Um, I, I, I it, fuck it. I liked Time Heist. I thought Time Heist was good. I don't know if he wrote the good bits or if Moffat wrote the good bits, but I really liked that episode. I remember Mind Tour thingy being quite cool. I think I just don't recall the episode that well. I remember I, I, not I, I, liking the caved in heads, but the rest of the episode was great. Yeah, I think. I, I think you're right. I need to rewatch I, that I, episode. I think it probably was a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Ah, in okay. your face. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So Steve Thompson can write intricate little miniature Fabergé eggs of episodes where things are. One of the things you said, Jim, was that some of the sci-fi devices maybe saved this episode for you just a little bit. Well, the the twist at the end was spaceship uh, trips in the temporal rift. Foreseeable. Yes. Oh. A hundred percent. Like I said, we both. Miriam is not a Star Trek fan, okay? I called 
the siren, the hologram doctor from Voyager, she called it the exact same thing. She was like, oh, yeah, no, she's taking them to a hospital or something. She's taking mm-hmm. them to a spaceship. And, and fine, there was They all got the, boo-boos. Yeah, like, neither one of us got the idea of, like, okay, fine, so they coexist in the same space, but on different yeah. planes. We didn't get that. But the rest of everything was fairly, like, yeah, we get it. She's not killing everyone. She's transporting them. I think I just liked that it changed away from pirates and a thing that isn't threatening, really. And I don't know. It, there was there was no I, I tension. Agree. No, there was through. no. And then it's just like, oh. Because it's fine. Everyone's okay. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I, di- I don't think that they did it, that they dealt with it very well. But I think, actually, this is something that we've also discussed on Who Back When before. The, the, the whole element of there are lots of these, quote unquote, magical elements to the episode every now and then. So sometimes you will have an actual magician or you will have something like a mermaid or whatever. But mm. you can't call it m- mythology. You can't call it magic. You can't call it whatever. A curse. Exactly, you can't call it a curse. You have to have a sci-fi explanation for it, and this was the sci-fiification of the siren. And that's fine to an extent, but then when it comes to Amy asking, so actually, what is the scientific basis of this? The doctor says something. He then tells Amy it's not that. So the reality is just too complicated for the writer to figure out or for us to understand. How convenient! It's it's not well done. The doctor says. Amy, this isn't the same place. It's just parked in the same space. You fool. It's like, yeah, that, right. that's completely different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other thing is... No good point. I, d- I don't know enough about kind of classic Doctor Who and stuff, but New Who, I don't think there's a general acceptance of coexisting universes on top of each wait, other. Wait, 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 wait. We've had this. Oh, maybe not on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, like, there's obviously the, the parallel stuff that happens with the with Cyber, Rose. Cyberman um, and yeah, exactly, that yeah. kind of thing. But they're, they're very, they're like, kind of rifts through time and I guess I guess they do kind of bleed through in a way. But What about the, there's the Capaldi episode. Okay, so this is later on. This is post-Smith. But isn't there a Capaldi episode with all the, is it called Flatline or Flatliners or something? Like, the, the 2D... Um, creatures that oh. they live in, like they live in a two D plane, exactly and, yeah. on effectively on top of ours. I mean, how does that work? How is a two D plane on top of ours? But you know what I mean. Like the, yeah, it, I remember that episode being us. amazing because yeah, just the idea that there's this two D plane in existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I can't think of another I think, example. I think Drew has something. Yeah, yeah Drew. Well, I'm just saying, I think that's. I think flatliners is something different. That's fine, but here again. The doctor sort of says, well, yes, it isn't quite what you think it is, but I'm not going to explain this in any way. Yeah. And it, it, the thing that I got from it, though, is it is what he said it is. Like, Yes. Because that's the closest thing we have from any other interpretation of the Doctor Who universe is that it's, it's a parallel universe. There we go. Yeah. yeah. If all you're going to leave us with is this unsatisfactory pseudo-explanation, we are going to remain dissatisfied. But might this also be an example of, okay, taking for granted that the audience of Doctor Who is already familiar with certain sci-fi concepts from other sci-fi universes, from other franchises. Everyone who watches this episode can already picture a parallel universe. We can already picture, like, oh, same matter, can't occupy the same space and everything. So we just have have to hint at it, and our minds, as part of the audience, will go to... 
you know, whatever sci-fi franchise. But no, there's no hinting at it. There's a hint at what it's not. And there's no expansion of our imaginations. It's just a void space, essentially. A void yeah. space of unexplained something. Why can't parallel universes mean that occasionally there's a ship sat there that can watch the other ship? Like, we, ne- we never really Yeah, no, it. I agree. You're right. I, You're right. I think I kind of saw it as a different thing, partly because of the Doctor's explanation. But I, I think... If you take that out, you can say it is the same thing as the the Cybermen coming from the parallel universe and appearing as ghosts, and like it's just a different mani- manifestation of that particular sci-fi thing, which there is no concrete explanation for. It's it's Doctor Who low sci-fi stuff. It's not hard sci-fi. It's just kind of well, yeah, parallel we, universes. We didn't get any explanation as to like, oh wait, so is there a whole universe on top of ours? Do, do, do we don't get to see anyone else? It almost seemed as though this one ship was stranded. Yeah, it's it's some kind of spatial anomaly, I guess. Yeah, it's anomaly, exactly. Like, oh, there it's is a temporal an, rift. There isn't normally a universe right on top of ours. This just hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the Shouldn't exception that, that proves the rule. <laughs> <laughs> And it's bearded? <laughs> Sign me up! <laughs> I can't do the voice. I can't do it. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, no, no. You, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and there's another sort of, I'm gesturing at both of them. There's another sort of related <laughs> instance where the Doctor is explaining exactly what the ship's Doctor is, which, as you say, you and Miriam utterly divined in the first five minutes. Not and in the first five minutes. Like, definitely ahead of the reveal. Soon enough... And at the end, he's going, oh, Steve, you are good. Because the writer is just so hot with his sexy writing that doesn't resolve anything. So it's just a huge wank off for him while actually giving us nothing that we haven't seen before. I mean, we've had the ship in Aikman Road. Yeah. That was so. please help. And that's this is just a more helpful version of that, essentially, just grabbing people taking them away into this other hidden dimension. Even, this but that has pocket. to do that shitty singing all the time. Oh, yeah. God, I hated and, that. And that episode, The Lodger, was a takeoff of Girl in the Fireplace. So this is like a copy of a copy. I was oh, say, and also uh, a copy of Voyager. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Girl in the Fireplace. It's, it's a bit different, but the whole idea of people being kind of sucked into... a Hot. Diff- <laughs> well, I did that for you there. Um, into a different, you know, kind of environment. In that place, it was obviously to repair the ship, but in this place, it's to repair them. But I also got slight Star Trek insurrection vibes of the ship that stares at the other ship. Is it, or is, is that the? Isn't that the start, Is that the very start of it where they're watching yeah. the before Data goes berserk? They're trying not to break the Prime Directive. Yeah. That's about what I remembered from that film, to be honest. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, did I just cut you off there, Drew? I'm sorry. No, I just remembered that I never want to see Insurrection. <laughs> it is the worst. It's worse than Final Frontier. It's terrible. Wait, you don't... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you don't like the slow motion romance scene between Picard <sighs> and What's-Her-Face? I can't even remember it. His Lady of the Week. Is that the main mast hoisting? Or did I just split my trousers again? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, woof, indeed. <laughs> so... I think we briefly talked about this earlier, but should we talk about the archy things that do get referred to? Oh, eye patch lady. Eye patch lady is what I'm uh, discussing. <laughs> and she appears on any surface. <laughs> any flat surface, any reflection even. Um, yes. She um, could have looked out of a barrel. <laughs> is Amy actually kind of like falling over at the time or lying on her side or something? Or? They're trying to get some sleep. They're, oh, she's actually sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Oh, right. Okay. That's right, yes. No, she wakes up from sleep and then she sees eye patch lady. And I'm pretty sure she says, it's coming, you need to relax or something. Just stay calm, she says. Just stay well, calm. That's, that's what I've written down. Okay. Anyway. Talk about different planes touching. How is eye patch lady, pardon the pun, patching herself into this? <laughs> uh, into, <laughs> into the middle of this temporal rift. But this is the thing that we may or may not already have discussed on the record, that this is clearly just ham-fisted in, because this episode was meant to take place in a different part of the season. No, you don't think so? Well, it is ham-fisted in, but... I feel like that's not a part of the original version of the script. That is a very late draft. probably not. Yeah. But the the reasons for Eyepatch Lady appearing in random ways is amazingly well retconned. Oh, really? Is it? Wow. I don't remember this if, at all. If you accept the record, you know. I don't remember it. Do you remember yeah. this, Drew? They literally could have They literally nice. could have dropped it into <laughs> any episode and it would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they came up with a cure-all rather than a... Well, no. likes to watch pirate shows on TV. <laughs> the, I think the eye patch in this is, is confusing things a bit. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she gets her fashion tips. Maybe it is. She went back in time to this and there's just like, you know what? I'm going to have an eye patch. Sod it all. <laughs> I don't remember any of that stuff. I, I remember part of, I think, the finale of this series, which involves her and her minions, or like her army or whatever. But I also remember seeing an episode where everyone has an eye patch. There might be something like that. Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there other arky things I've kind of forgotten? Well, I mean, the Doctor is dark and heartless. Oh, no, there's a scan of baby. There's this, yeah, you're yeah. right. There's this kind of baby, and there's the flashback of him getting yeah, shot yeah, yeah. at the very end when they're all safe in the TARDIS. But that doesn't Which, progress anything. That is exactly what happened last episode. True. It's just a flash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we may or may not have talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have anything else that's arky in my notes. However, I do have one note, which was a Miriam observation, namely that in not the latest, but in a recent season with Capaldi, there was also a character who could travel through either reflective surfaces or specifically water. Oh, oh the pilot. The, the, there is, yes, yeah, pilot. the pilot. Yes, you're right. It's yeah. water. Oh, it is water. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It is water. Um, I don't know if people actually recall, but the Avery, he's called, isn't it? Captain Avery. Yes. They do come back oh. in, in a future episode, which Wait, given, given uh, aboard the... It might be that one, Drew. It might be. Oh. Uh, in, oh. Given how crap this episode is, I <laughs> boggles my mind why they decided to. <laughs> so they, how far ahead is that? How many episodes from now is that? Four. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, is that only... only huh. I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like a lot happens in this series. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my memory's just a bit hazy. Oh, I mean, I, I'm super tempted to ask you to spoil this, but do you remember this stuff, dude? No. And I, I, I don't want to make an obvious pun, but I think we're starting to drift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've become becalmed. Uh, how does anyone, how, how do you guys feel about the captain saying Alonzi? I didn't I did that. not even get that. We originally thought that he said Avanti, but then looked it up and he says Alonzi, and that is like during the storm and he's like, oh, you man the sail and do this. And Rory says something, like, oh, he's just making up words. But he says Alonzi and there's a shot of Matt Smith going, Ooh. yeah. Oh, dear. I, I basically didn't hear a word during that scene. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not quite sure that what their intention was for that scene, but comedy was not there. No. Dialogue was not there. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> Apparently, Drew, you watched it with subtitles, so you had you had a bit more of a... Yeah, and it was something like Stuff the Crunk in the Blow, or the... I don't know, I've forgotten it already. It's only <laughs> a few hours ago. Yeah, but... I, I, Did what, it ever why? say, like, first draft? I, imagine peril here. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Rory isn't being excruciating every time we see his face. <laughs> there was a split-second shot I wanted to draw attention to, oh, which is it. right after the title sequence. Does anyone notice that the TARDIS is initially framed in a reflection in some water? Oh, no. Yes, yes. Is that meant to be hinting that that's how she's that is, got her grasp on it? Yeah, that yeah, explains I it. So. I mean, it covers both, actually, so they could write it however they wanted. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, also... There's that barrel of water. That's the only barrel of water. And there are, there's the toilet barrel, as we've established. So yeah. that shot shouldn't be possible. Oh, no, I've just undone this one shot that I <laughs> was going to let go. No, 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 no. no. no the it's, mental it's, image of what you just described sounds Isn't great. there a load of... Is it, is it bilge water, they call it? No. It's, it's is a, it not in the hold? It's a perfectly lovely barrel. It's a lovely barrel. Uh, it's potable. It's ready to drink. <laughs> well, that's a secret barrel that Sneaky Pirate number three was keeping for himself. Because they're pirates. Come on. Pirate number three is the worst of pirates. Pirate number three. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Pirate number three. (laughs) I think maybe we should jump to ratings unless you guys have further notes. Let's do it! And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. I'll go first. Let's hear it. What a load of old bilge water. <laughs> this one should have been left in Davy Jones's locker, or at the very least, buried at sea. <laughs> it's not devoid of minor ingenuities, as Jim has said. Hugh Bonneville puts in a spirited, if directionless performance. Smith is just sour and sarcastic. He's catty. Rory is awful. Never been worse. Amy is okay. So much of this is cack. Do you know my biggest beef with this episode? No. No. Here it comes. When Doc (laughs) decides to release the siren to send her after Rory, he sonics a barrel. The sonic doesn't do wood. Wait, he sonics a barrel? He sonics a barrel. Wait, 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 wait. what? I saw this on Tardy's Spooky or whatever. Oh, really? And they had the same beef. But I'm pretty sure he sonics a lock on the barrel. Because why else would he sonic a barrel at all? Because if it's just a wooden lid on a wooden I remember box, him you lift it up. I remember him yeah. sonicking a metal lock on a wooden door, but I don't remember a barrel. Yeah, he sonics a bolt. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. But the barrel, there's no lock there. Is there not a metal thing on the edge? No. No. What? He just, why is he doing this? What? I don't even remember this scene. He points the sonic at the edge of the barrel, grabs the handle, handle comes off. There is you know no what? metallic Do you use sound analyze. Do you use? Is he using it to analyze the content? Like, oh, let me check if there's a weird siren in there. No, it's just, so I can pull this off, I will sonic this barrel. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not defending it. Oh, no, fuck yeah. this episode. Go on. I originally thought there was a <laughs> tiny bit of metal that, it, that, that could be the lock. Which but, could have legitimized no, this. I'm not defending <laughs> So, bad news, B-Unit. <laughs> Doctor Who and Pirates should have been so much better. For that reason, I'm giving this a 1.3. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Oh, I wrote down my I've score. Written, I've written my score as well. <laughs> it's so interesting. Oh, okay. Is it, Jim? Is it so interesting that we have to hear it right now? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, well, the, the score is interesting. The rest of it, I'm just making up, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> We haven't discussed how cheesy 
the pirate acting is, and that's Arr, incredible. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, it's a big load of cheddar. <laughs> that's how cheesy it is. <laughs> um, I had, Marie actually kind of liked the angry siren face when when <sighs> yeah that, that that's the one the the red. I'm gonna warp everything I've blatantly gone on to um, After Effects and yeah. press the warp button. I'm assuming there's a warp button in After Effects. <laughs> there is a Photoshop. So. It's the um, red siren button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's... Um, it doesn't matter if it keeps you looking human-esque anymore. It's just going to warp your ears, warp your nose, warp your everything. Um, but Marie liked it because it looked so in, so bad it must have been intentional. <laughs> I hated it because it was so bad. Um, oh, my God. We just, we've ripped this to shreds. It's, it yeah. is not a good episode. There is no way of sugarcoating this. Um, so I was I was in the the one zone, and I I thought, you know what they've had a, an attempt at um, flipping around a a trope of piracy with the black spot, and there's there's a sense of curse, and you know, it, getting it in a sci-fi way, it was it, it was kind of like I didn't see that coming, and it's not brilliant, but there's there's an attempt there, so kind of like a a one star for effort there out of fifty odd, so. 1.2. Mm. Slipping in underneath me there, Jim. <laughs> Hot. Oh. Well, just yes. let me know when you want me to take you into hyperdrive. <laughs> um, right now, please. <laughs> I can watch, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, you guys have summarized this perfectly. And can I just say, before I reveal my rating, I, I am so pleased that we've encountered another shit episode. <laughs> Because I have missed this. It's so much fun to just sit down for an hour and a half and really berate something that we love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've already gone through this in detail. Plot makes no sense. Uh, Acting is often over the top. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Sci-fi concepts aren't properly explained. I'm not going to go into any further detail, really. I'm giving this a a 1.0. Fair. No. Can I change mine to 0.9? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I gotta stick. Oh, now you want to slip under stick. Leon. I'm not good enough for you, Jim. I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. So who's the first review from? This one comes from Michael Ridgway. Ridgway. Hello, Michael. Hey, Michael. <laughs> Hi, Michael. <laughs> Michael goes... Ahoy, me hearties! Yo ho ho! Here be me mini review for the curse of the black spot. Avast ye! Things me thor be treasure. <laughs> the priority theme. Arr. Number two, the black spot. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, the sexy siren, especially when her arm jumped from the barrel. Arg! Arg! <laughs> Yar! Batten down the hatches and shiver me timbers. You be me beefs. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, the mermaid not being a true BC of malicious intent. Buark! <laughs> Number two, it should have been more piratey. There should have been a parrot, a parrot, and a <laughs> <laughs> and a better sword fight and mutiny. Buark! Number three, I be promised a whale of adventure across the seventh. Doctor, seize. <laughs> but yes. most of the tail be a bony cuttlefish. Boar. 
Hershey blows me summary. Twas a scurvy tale in parts with some booty to be had. But alas, it improved mostly a landlubber, and so me gives it 1.8 out of 5 bottles of rum. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> Officially done my throat in, Michael. Sorry, I <laughs> yeah. have to have some more. Ju- uh, yeah, ditto. Uh, but a wonderful mini. How <laughs> <laughs> would that be? Thank you very much, Michael Ridgway. Love you, Michael. Love Thanks. you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next off the plank? This one comes from uh, Tracy, Tracy from, from America. America. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Tracy. Tracy starts. Hey folks, ready for a mini? Mm-hmm. This week we get pirates. I can only hope Drew is around to enjoy this based on the space pirate review he crushed <laughs> way back when. It's nice to be remembered. <laughs> Tracy continues, an episode which features our core three trapped on a small ship with an increasingly small crew should perhaps feel claustrophobic. Yet, like the infinite horizon of the ocean, this feels expansive. There's a mermaid witch, a black spot, Amy in a tricorn hat. The captain's stowaway son each brings fresh clues to the mystery. Okay, Amy and pirate getup isn't so much a clue as it's just plain fun. Don't listen to the doc at all, though. He's off the mark for most of the episode. Tracy continues saying, I like the captain-to-captain interactions. It's always nice to watch what unfolds when the doctor is presented with a relative equal. The evil siren turning out to be a benevolent space menic was a good ending twist. I kind of thought so, too. Hmm. In a small way. Uh, And the demise of the alien crew from invasive germs was a nice callback reminiscent of the Stephen and Dodo episode about monoids. Oh, yes. That's the arc in space. Brings back good memories of poking fun at the security kittens. Kitchens. Sorry. Kitchens. (laughs) (laughs) I just want there to be security kittens. I'm sorry. I want security kittens. (laughs) Band name. Bringing it back to modern who, overall, this is a solid, well-paced episode I enjoyed. Oh. I notice Tracy uses the singular there. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is confused moment, lady inside a panel. With an eye patch? I'll just ignore that. Rory death count? Three. This is not counting erasures or fake deaths. And she gives this a rating of Yo-ho-ho, YOLO. Rating for Rory Williams? <laughs> Yo, three, so far. <laughs> This this was a note actually I didn't didn't mention earlier it was it was basically it's always Rory, yeah. <laughs> Amy gets in peril. Rory is always the one that dies. Yeah, but at this point also there there is for that reason you never feel peril for it. Like you well, never feel that oh oh no we might lose him because obviously you'll lose him but he'll be back again next week. Also, and no hard, one will care. It's hard to care after an episode in which he demonstrated no positive qualities whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, just die. Come on, get over with. Look at their brilliant beards. <sighs> Tracy, thank you very much. Spiffing mini. People of Podcast Land who are not Tracy, you can follow Tracy online. She is at Yekatnyatnuf. That's Phantom Tracy backwards. Next mini review comes from... Oh... Well, this is the real Jim the Fish. This is... I was but pretending last week. Yes. You were last week. Uh, the weeks ago. You were a mere facsimile. I was. I'm sorry. I could, I could not <laughs> shine a candle to the Jim the Fish here rating for us now. So this week I am Jim Hawkins. I, yeah. I just impersonate whoever I feel like. <laughs> but the real Jim the Fish starts with... Ahoy! <laughs> Didn't like this one as much. A filler episode stop having to come up with exciting related stuff. For the record, all done. 
I don't think I'm he's doing a parry voice. I'm not going with that voice. <laughs> For the record, all Doctor Who fans, Rory is a shit nurse. Oh, yes. <laughs> the CPR technique he passed on was atrocious. You pinch the nose and tilt the head back, otherwise the air escapes through the nasal cavity, and the CPR rate is a hundred times a minute. Not once every few seconds, as Amy did. Ha, 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 staying <laughs> alive, staying alive. <laughs> nice. I, I guess they couldn't get the copyright. Is that why they cut it? <laughs> Thank and you for being educational as the episode fails yes, to be, Jim exactly. Oh, and This he, would have saved it, by the way. He, this he underlines, it. take a first aid course. <laughs> like, we could have all taken a first aid course if they'd put it in. Right. Jim the Fish continues. Yeah, it felt like the episode was meant to be longer, but they cut a lot of important bits. The whole episode just seemed off to me. One of the actors disappeared halfway through the episode. The story felt very subpar, and the Rory death scene was the icing on the poor episode cake. How many times is poor Rory going to have to die? Can't follow that with a pirate voice. Jim the Fish goes on, the missing pirate. 18 minutes into the episode, there are four people in the gunpowder room. Amy, Rory, Toby, and a pirate that the son cuts with the sword, who then proceeds to barricade the door with the barrels. Then at 21 minutes, we are back in the gunpowder room. No injured pirate, just Amy, Rory, and Toby. Okay, so the two pirates in that scene are Mulligan and trash-talking pirate. Yes. We see Mulligan buy it a few minutes later. So we never see Trash Talking Pirates' demise. How did I... This didn't register for me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jim the Fish, you have... Oh, my God. Like last time, you pointed out the enormous glaring inconsistency (laughs) that just completely failed to mention. Bravo, bravo. (laughs) And he continues to say that it felt like bad fan fiction. Not quite sure if that's actually generous. Um, nothing was added to the overarching plot. We've, we've mentioned that. The Eyepatch Woman was a rehash. Maybe. Interesting, this is kind of what I remember of the Eyepatch Lady. She just pops up and it's just like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the pregnancy test remained the same, as Drew pointed out. Yeah, that's also true. They could have done something slightly different with the display or even the animation. Yeah, It was identical. Because it is just green screens footage that they have yeah so you can green screen anything on that so the doctor could be inching his way towards figuring it out somehow but he's not he's just dopily glaring at the same crap every time just going i I don't know hang on let me try it again (laughs) bloody hell steve I think there's still some, some, some more of this review to go, isn't there? There, there is. <laughs> Jim the Fish continues. I'll, I'll carry on as a fellow Jim. Um, so it continues with, I might be mistaken, but in Vampires of Venice, which I saw a few days ago, the doctor Ooh. tries to open a door with his sonic screwdriver and says, won't work because it is bolted. Or words to that effect. But in the Curse of the Black Spot, he uses it on a door and you can see the bolt popping out on the other side. Yes. Am I missing something here? Okay, so this is the thing this that I remember him... Exactly, this is what I remember him using. I don't remember him using the Sonic on a, a wooden barrel buster. I remember him using it on a wooden door with a metal bolt. And yes, Jim the Fish is 100% right. He absolutely opens the door. He unbolts the door with the Sonic. And you know what? Why wouldn't he be able to? Given yeah, what the Sonic metal. can do. Yeah. Yeah. Everything except wood. P.S. That barrel on deck is yet another barrel of water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Toilet one. barrel number two. It's for, it's for number one and number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's not water. In, <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God. In Vampires of Venice, did we, in our review of that, did we talk about this? I feel like we may have talked about this. Quite probably. Yeah. Oh, now I kind of want to re-listen to that. To our review of that. Uh, it, it, Jim the Fish, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Salient, insightful points. And he gives this a rating of 1.5 out of 5. Wow. Wow. Excellent Good rating. Stuff. Good stuff. Relevant. Right with you, Jim. <laughs> Okie dokie. Next up and last on the list, we have Star Wars Cell, Star Wars Cell, Star Wars Cell. Star Wars Cell, 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 so right, when Star Wars Cell first saw this episode, Star Wars Cell was rather grumpy that they weren't going to be directly continuing the main plot of the season. However, now I know that it matters later somehow, though I can't for the life of me remember how. When the Doctor goes to open the wooden barrel of water with a wooden <gasps> lid, he uses his Sonic on it. Oh. This is a sticking point with a lot of people. Excellent observation, Star Wars Cell. <laughs> I didn't notice this. Am I missing something important? No, just Leon. <laughs> <laughs> I swear there's a little lock. Like, you'd cut the scene if if not. Who puts a lock on no. a barrel? I don't know. Why would they need to open a barrel in the foot with the... So- fucking hell, no. They wouldn't lock it. They wouldn't lock it. You wouldn't lock a barrel. Well, why do you have to stop doing it with a Sonic then? You lift it. He must have been scanning it. I don't remember this at all, so I'm probably completely wrong, but he must have been scanning it. So this is Good. full of piss, typhoid, you know dysentery, what? whatever, it's fine. <laughs> she can come out of that. Oh, do you think he's cleaning the water? You know what? I'm going to remove all the herpes from oh, this barrel. You can clean water via sonic technology, can't you? Yeah, you maybe can. that's what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, wreck on it. Yeah, whatever. Done. <laughs> no, no, I, I've got a different idea. I, I think they made three hours of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they edited the fuck out of it. He Including went, the 15 minute scene of uh, Captain Avery installing a metal lock on the, <laughs> no, no, and then I, dropping I, his keys. <laughs> <laughs> Below decks. Done, done with the lock thing. Like, he, the doctor went through five barrels to check if one had water on. And then, and then this is the final thing that made the edit. It's just like, <laughs> he just scans it and goes, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> There were there were there were four other barrels that were like oh no this one's got some gloves in this one's got uh, gunpowder no no, no and it's easier that. to scan than just lift the lid yeah, yeah. and look yeah okay he's cool. a lazy guy yeah after four barrels <laughs> he's got his screwdriver he gets out tired he's like and, I'm only lifting off another lid if it's water I've had enough of this that makes perfect sense any more of this and Rory can just drown. I believe Star Wars so, still continues. Yeah, well, well to answer that, that question, that uh, it was probably rhetorical, but um, no, you're not missing something important. <laughs> the writers are. The writers are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and did the Doctor's Cavalier, if something's going to kill you, it's nice that it drops you a note to remind you, make anyone else cringe with, from feels? I think it's a hint that it's a Doctor writing a Doctor's note. Oh. 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 I just thought it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> You are probably right. 
Star Wars still continues. Though I never particularly enjoyed watching this episode, I do have life quite a bit better than those poor alien chaps when it went all War of the Worlds up in the second ship. And I certainly don't hate it as much as I do some episodes. So, I'll go with 2.0. Though, as the Doctor says, things can suddenly change when you're least expecting. So maybe you'll have changed my mind by this point. I I think we might have done. We may have, yeah. (laughs) I dare say. I hope we have. (laughs) Still, awesome. And, oh, wow, well done. Yet another person who had noticed this thing. I I cannot believe. I refuse to rewatch it, by the way. I refuse. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Maybe I can find a YouTube of just this one scene. The barrel scene. (laughs) The barrel scene. The notorious barrel scene. YouTube, Curse of the Black Spot, barrel. You'll probably get something. Yeah, probably. Um, Star Wars Seal is online. You can say hello to Star Wars Seal. Star Wars Seal is at Star Wars Seal. Thank you, Star Wars Seal. Thank you, Star Wars Seal. And that is it for this episode. I can't believe that none of us mentioned one of the best things about this episode is the next week on Doctor Who. Oh, my God. I literally said after <laughs> after seeing the next <laughs> next week thing that was more interesting watching the entire episode yeah. that just came before it oh my goodness oh wow the doctor's wife doctor's wife woo yeah a legendary episode modern yeah. legend a lot of fans will have been looking forward to this yeah <laughs> let's do our best <laughs> and there may be a classic drop at some point at in, some point in the future in in the yeah we shall see there might be something okay (laughs) Uh, when that happens there will be the time warrior in the meantime you can follow us on twitter drew you're online at drew back when excellent branding i am at punkin you know how to spell that you do jim you're not on twitter are you no but ladies and gentlemen of podcast land you can say hi to jim by emailing whobackwhen at gmail.com please do yeah we'll pass, pass along the word Thank you so much. You've been a lovely audience. Until the next time, rock on and cha-chao. Bye-bye. See ya. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own. Browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao. Who back when?